Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Yeah, we're going a bit of grassroots flavour today, Izzy. It's time we had equity in grassroots sport. As you know, I journeyed up to Kitty on the weekend. And guess what? I heard there was a game of league on. So I headed to the Kitty Community Sports Complex to watch it. However, there was no game of rugby league on at the community sports complex. The league was on a field in the back blocks of Kere. No changing rooms, Kere Kere, no changing rooms, only one public toilet, no facility options at all for medical food or the aftermatch. So I see this type of thing happen all the time in, in this country. Waitara, my own hometown, has, for instance, missed out on a $5 million spend. Our club sits right in the middle of it and we never got a cent. Although there were two empty fields, because I cruised up to the Kirikiri Community Complex at half-time just to see what was going on. Then, although there were two empty fields, obviously, up there, and changing room facilities, a board member of the community centre, who I called, wanted, no, wanted nothing to do with it and said there was no room for rugby league. So sporting bodies, for me, should be coming together to build better communities. And this has to stop. The shutting out of sports like rugby league has to stop. And we need to embrace it because they're at the heart of our community game. My question to you, Izzy, today is when are we going to see sporting bodies like local government and community sports complex involve rugby league in the initiatives and stop the blatant profiling of a community and a game that provides more than just a game to not only the league community, but their town, their districts and our country? That's the question to you, Izzy. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Good work, mate. But I, I can't understand why they'd separate it. It's a sport. It's a sport for everyone, and you're, you know, we shouldn't separate it from any normality. So you're saying that the board up at Kitakiti uh, are making this, and they don't want anything to do with league. That's exactly right. We're going to talk some rugby union, and we're going to head over to Europe. We caught up with Lima Sapwanga. I'm surprised he actually answered his phone at 5:30 a.m. this morning. We had a chat with him earlier. It is what is the time? It is eight past seven. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. S E N Z. 
The European Rugby Finals wrapped up over the weekend with plenty of our extended Kiwi whānau right in the action. Leon won their first ever European trophy winning the Challenge Cup. Lima Sapuanga has been a big part of their success and has been good enough to take five minutes out of the arty to tune in. The party, I should say, not the arty. The party. And if anyone knows how to party, it is Lima Sapuanga. Trust me, I'm surprised he's even made this phone call. Morena, brother. Oh, what's up, brother? Voice is a bit croaky, but uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Mate, outstanding weekend for the Kiwis. Uh, obviously, Ehi West, La Rochelle, seen your tweet um, congratulating him, but your teammate, huge Kiwi influence, Jordan Talfour with the probably the post-match uh, interview of the year. Just real honest, but, mate, awesome, <laughs> awesome experience to win the Challenge Cup for you and the Leon boys. Oh, mate, bloody, bloody unreal, like... Just if you just being here, getting to learn about the history of the club and just where it's come from, sort of like pretty too, and never really won anything, you know, like pretty big, and just to, mm. to see some of the boys have been here, you know, some some of the boys our 90s played for for Lou Rugby since he was like five years old, kind of thing, you know. So like for for some of the boys, this is this is you know life for them, this club, and it's something that's been a massive part of their their lives, and then. You know, someone like Geordie who's, who's led us so well and to come back from injury for four weeks and put in a, a massive 60-minute effort is just unbelievable. Where it's, it's a special man, as you know, winning winning yeah. trophies is, is pretty special. Hey, Lima, so when you guys when you guys finally lifted the trophy so take us through but what's a t- what's a town like what's what's everybody likely who have been waiting so long for this to happen? How's the feeling there in the city? Yeah, it's been pretty awesome, you know, like Leon is a traditional um, football town, so the rugby sort of flies under the radar a lot, but the support we do have, uh, um, especially this year, has been just steadily growing and, you know, with more wins comes, you know, momentum and sponsorship and, you know, word starts to get around town and it's just starts, it's just getting better and better every, every week and every year and so I've been lucky to come to a club that's, you know, right on the cusp of something special and yes bruh, it's unreal Lima the, the, the real, you got a real Kiwi influence in there and Jordan Talfour this is um, you know, first season in the team and he's come in and he's he's taken over the skipper role how, how has he led the, the lads and also with Kendrick Lynn you've got Toby Arnold at that fullback role and I know he's been there for a very very long time but mate a huge Kiwi influence over there are, they, are you guys like really really respected over there? Like, do the, the French really embrace the Kiwi culture and what you guys are, are doing in the club? Yeah, I, th- I definitely think so. I think um, we've been able to bring some of our um, our Kiwi experience and just mm. give a little bit to the French. And we've, I think the guys who have come here have really embraced the French culture. And I think that's something that is a little bit hard to do sometimes yeah. when you when you come from New Zealand and you come from different parts of the world because bro, no no lies, man. Like the French do some out the gate stuff and you're just like, <laughs> whoa like bro, like I'm just like, Wolves this is this is straight like out of this world. Like, bro, are we seriously doing this? And it's like, Yeah, okay, go for it. Like <laughs> just 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 crazy stuff and then you know, we've been able to like harness that beautiful energy and that beautiful culture that is the French way, and and add some add some kiwiness to it, and 
just taking the good and the bad and, and, and mixing it all together has been pretty special. But having guys like Kenny, who speaks obviously fluent English and fluent French, wow. and then Toby, he's, he's the same. So it's been awesome for the guys who don't speak French like myself and Jordan. We just come in, you know, it's all in French, whatever, but Kenny's just like um, just translating sort of all the good parts, you know, sometimes the French can go off on a tangent and just like <laughs> massive speeches and they're just talking about putting your balls on the line and you're going to go and die out there and <laughs> show me how big your nuts are. Oh, it's <laughs> good stuff. Oh, Honestly, mercy, good mercy stuff. beaucoup, mercy beaucoup. <laughs> oh, bro, it's good stuff. And you see me and Jordan like kind of like sitting at the front line. Like last week, we were like, oh, we can hear all the swear words that he's saying, but we don't know anything else. <laughs> hey, Lima, 51,000 people there watching uh, this game. Uh, in that crowd, how many of them were Kiwis, do you think? Well, I don't know, mate. Ugh, bro, there was a lot of support from sort of everywhere. Um, I think Lou had maybe like 10,000 people come down, I think, and there was probably like another 30,000 from Toulon. Toulon's only like an hour away from Marseille, so it was pretty heavy Toulon and the, and the crowd mm. was almost like a home game for them, but it was the, the atmosphere was absolutely electric. Honestly, these European like games are just something else. All right, all right. Tell us about the celebrations, mate. Far away, what's been happening? What have you been up to? Oh, Who's been leading the way? I know nah. Jordan Tafu. I've seen him on many a Crusader title uh, winning <laughs> nights, and he just gets out the gate, mate. Just, yeah, how was it? <laughs> oh, bro, it was good stuff, eh? Good stuff. Obviously, it's a 9 o'clock game, so, mm. you know, it finishes late. Mate, we had a, um, the bar tab was 70 grand, eh? What? 70 grand. No. 70,000, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before the game, they did like a party. So this is before the game. So they did a party before the game, and they had a bar table on there. And then uh, after the game, and yeah, it was like 70 grand. And at one stage, Who paid I, that? I'd asked for like a. Or not me, probably our owner or something, bro. <laughs> got cash for days, my bro. <laughs> bro, that's that's bloody ashtray for that block, fella. Like, yeah, go hard, boys. Bro, at one point I was like, oh, can I have a Moscow mule, like a cocktail? And the guys, like, oh, we stopped doing cocktails, but uh, we can do bottle service. So just order any bottle you want, and we'll just bring it over with any oh. mixes that you want. I was like, just anything. He's like, yeah, just anything you want. <laughs> I was just like, oh, let's go. <laughs> full send on way. Awesome. <laughs> oh, that's, all, that's awesome, Lima. What's, what's, uh, so what, have you guys got a ticket parade? <laughs> Obviously, if he's throwing a $70,000 bar tab at you, he must be, he must be put on a ticket parade. You got the, got the drop top, <laughs> got the drop tops coming out and all that, the Bentleys. A wee what's bonus. <laughs> oh, I wish, I wish that. It's kind of a weird one, the old Europe eh? because obviously we won that. But like the season, season's still going. So yeah. we've got to, we we got to play La Rochelle next week. So <laughs> to be honest, it's like whoever gets off the bender first probably wins this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when's that? Sorry, game? A, I, I, bro, it's next Sunday at nine o'clock. I had a message from me hi, and he's like, "Bro, should we just flip a coin and heads or tails, and whoever wins that <laughs> takes the five points." <laughs> Yeah, so we got those guys. So they need a win as well, and we need a win to make the playoffs. So it's like, yeah. oh, well, we've had we've had one more day. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. We had our game obviously <laughs> on Friday, 
So it's like, oh, maybe if we finish Tuesday, they might finish on Thursday or Wednesday, you know? So whoever, whoever gets off it the first, I think, probably wins. Nice, nice, bro. And, and for you, how are you tracking, brother? How are you tracking? Are you loving, loving being over in France and uh, the family as well? Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome, mate. Like, I can understand why a lot of guys have come here um, and stayed here a long time, you know, like your Jerome, Charlie's, you know, Victor's been here six years. I think uh, Tarwood has just extended. Bro, it's just a lifestyle, bro. Like, it is hard. Obviously, yeah. the language and, and things like that. So it was a very difficult language, but the culture is amazing, bro. And, and just the way of life that they do they they do things here is just really cool. Weather's awesome, and you know, Leon's a beautiful spot, close to sort of Switzerland. Um, the mountains, like rivers, lakes. Like, can drive to Italy like four or five hours. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, Spain's not too far either. It's, you know, you can't really complain, can you? So wow. Yeah, just loving it, bro. You'll be uh, you'll be really cultured, and one thing I heard about France, mate, is if you don't really give the language a go, they get very impatient with you. So come on, give us a little sign off in French, eh? Oh, bro, don't put me on the spot like this, man. <laughs> nah, I'll just give you the simple one. You know, au revoir, Izzy, a bientôt. Oh, is that it? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it, bro. That's all I got. Right, Sorry, if you, if you ring me in, if you ring me in, if you ring me in three hours, I would have had about seventeen red wines. I'm fluent after that. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. I bet. I've heard your mouth go after a few uh, wines after the game. I'm not surprised. <laughs> nah, appreciate you coming nah, on, Lima. Congratulations and uh, give my love to the to the boys. Jordan Talfu will be loud and proud as for sure. So I uh, really appreciate you coming on the show, man. Uh, from Izzy and Kempi, all the best for the rest of the season and, and good luck in the top 40. All right, cheers, boys. Thanks for having me on. I'll see you guys later, eh? We'll see you, Legend Lima. S-E-N-Z. Oh, hilarious. 19 minutes past seven. Lima Sopwanga. Obviously, um, he's, they're, they're drinking responsibly enough and, and yeah. uh, having a good party, but, mate, a long season is he, and you can just hear mm. how thrilled they were. Yeah, mate. And that's why you play the game, mate. You play the game to have your celebrations with the blokes around you that you've put in so much time and mahi. The only reason we got Lima on the show, it's it's Mother's Day in France. <laughs> and uh, he's got three young kids and Miriam's his wife. And uh, he would have been playing the, the good father role. So that is the only reason. Well, it all makes sense. Before that, I was thinking, he's not coming on, mate. I know Lima. He ain't coming on the show. Best answer. line. Best Louis line, is Yes. After 17 wines, I'm fluent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's obviously taken a break away from the celebrations to go do the Mother's Day thing, and then he's back having yeah. another celebration tonight, and then he's got to get sober because I've got a game. I've oh. got you, you guys were talking about the Jordan Tile 4 clip. Kieran has done such a good job bleeping that, by the way. Kiz, well done. We've all got to keep our jobs because of you, mate. And then I've given him one more to do. Have a listen to this. Uh, just enorm, enorm defence from the boys. Are <laughs> I'm having a few beers tonight. Credit to the boys. Love it. Uh, love this team. And, uh, yeah, what a way. You are enjoying your time here, France. Go and celebrate with your team. Massive congratulations. Oh, thank you. Merci beaucoup. Just, like, they were... Like uncontrollably happy, and then so that's that's um, obviously Leon, and then mm. so 
uh, La Rochelle, your old coach, Ronan O'Gara. So they've won another tournament. They've got the big final this weekend. Have a listen to Ronan O'Gara as well. It feels a little bit surreal because um, it was such a tense game that we wake up tomorrow morning as European Cup champions, La Rochelle, you know. Like 12 months ago, we went to Racing, we got beaten 49-0, and there was in-house fighting, there was carnage, but should be carnage on the ports for the next four days. <laughs> <laughs> that's all they do over there. Drink red wine. Oh, mate! That, look, it's that's all. That's why you, yeah. Like I said, that's the reason you play because there's going to be tough moments. And La Rochelle got through those tough moments. And Renault Gar, first year as head coach, mate, to take them to a European Cup. That is probably the most important cup over there. Yeah, the European Cup, taking off Leinster, who are five times champions, mate. It's uh, they'll be celebrating. They I, will be celebrating. Hey, Izzy, I got a, I got a quick story for you, and no one knows. But I had a mate, he played over in England. He, Carl, you know, Carl Hall, we've had on from Doncaster. Mm, yeah, yep. yep. So he used to yep. play for Bradford and Leeds with me. Anyway, he got he got a phone call from Toulon when Toulon first came in and the guy from the radio station used to own him. Yeah. And he said to me, he said, Can you come over and manage it? So we flew over to France, mate. And I acted as his manager. And the guy who owned the radio station, the 105.3, yeah, yeah, yeah. the rich dude, he couldn't speak a word of English and I couldn't speak a word of French, but we yeah. could draw. Yeah. And, and I knew what he was saying. He was saying, what do you want? And I just drew numbers on a sheet and he just shook his head. Yeah, okay. The, the negotiation lasted five minutes, mate. We spent three <laughs> days on red wine with him. I, sh- I should have known you had a story, oh, Kimpy, about hey. big numbers in France. Hey, um, all right. That was Lima Sopawanga who has won with Leon. Uh, the cha- oh, Just an ing- incredible kind of buzz that they've had over there, those Kiwis playing in Europe. And we're going to have a chat to Joey Wheeler. He's an absolute champion. The playoff pitcher is set in Super Rugby Pacific's first regular season. It's completed with drama right to the end. The drama involved the men from the South, Joey Wheeler's landers, managing to lose their last game to the Rebels, but still still the eighth spot off the force with a bonus point. The Blues sit pretty at the opposite end of the table, and the other three Kiwi franchises have ordered themselves in between. Joey Wheeler's with us on the line now. Morning, Joey. Morning, Izzy. How are you, my friend? Uh, well, I don't know how I'm feeling. We're in the quarterfinal, but I'm, uh, I'm a little bit worried, if I'm being really honest with myself. I'm, I'm concerned about what may happen next week. Oh, you, you, you've got no faith, mate? You've got no faith? No, of course I've got faith, Israel. Of course <laughs> I've got faith. But, look, I mean, this Highlanders side, they're, they're up and down more than a yo-yo, these blokes. And, mm. I mean, the performances over the last couple of weeks have been far from convincing. And um, I think against the blue side, it's just so hot at the moment, right? They're winning clutch games with, you know, what they're calling the, the baby blues um, and just just sort of making it look easy. And with the attacking threats that they've got, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about, against, especially for our outside backs. The, the Highlanders' outside backs are just um, underpowered and I think, yeah, they'll, they'll struggle uh, this weekend, I believe, in the quarterfinal. But, of course, I'm going to back my team, Israel. Of course yeah. I'm going to back yeah, of course you will. Hey, Joey, I remember I had a, a very good conversation with you a while back about the whole makeup of the playoffs, and you weren't a fan of this setup, this current setup. So your take on it, mate? You, you know, any other options, viable options? We spoke about it at the start of the show, um, some different kind of options that the, the, the playoff setup could, could go to. But are you a fan of it? 
Uh, I think for a team like the, the Highlanders, what they've won four games, I think, this season, and um, they're, they're in, a, in a playoff game. I, I, I like the fact that um, it went right down to the wire in terms of, you know, that, that all these teams were still um, in mm. the mix um, come the last round. But I, I just think for the integrity of the competition, there needs, you know, the genuine there needs to be a little bit um, sort of a bit more of a hard line. I think a top six where uh, the top two teams get a week off and then the um, the other four play off uh, to play those guys in the semi-final. I, I believe that's that's the way forward if we're going to um, mm. stick with this super rugby Pacific co- uh, competition. So, yeah, I think there needs to be a little bit of tweaking here, but I, I look from a Highlanders perspective and a Highlanders fan perspective, I'm stoked that we're in, we're, that we're in the mix this weekend, <laughs> um, even though it's going to be a, a real tough task. But there's an old saying, Dago, that... Not always the best teams uh, win. So, you know, by far, you know, the Blues are a better team than the Highlanders. Mm. But, you know, rugby's a funny game, mate, and we've been involved in games throughout our careers where the best team hasn't always won. And I I remember tipping up the Crusaders numerous times and we were definitely not the best team, Um, you know. And who knows what could happen. The Blues could have an off day, and we've seen that probably in the last two weeks. They haven't played their best footy. And uh, the Highlanders, by... No stretch have played anywhere near to their potential week in, week out. And, and that's all they need to do next week is play to their potential, play one of the best games that they have all season, and the Blues to have a slightly off night, and they're on with a sniff. So that's the beauty of, uh, of finals footy and, 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 of, and of rugby especially. Mm. Hey, Joey, the, um, the Blues played their, a good card on the weekend. I thought it showed them that uh, they have the depth there right across the board, gave their players a bit of a rest, got them ready for the finals, and they're up against the Highlanders. Where, where's the game won and lost for the Blues? Yeah, how good was that game, eh? Like, just Leichhardt Oval, Chocker, full to the brim, 15,000, I think they had it there, or 14,000. Just great to see the um, <clears throat> the Australians getting behind their side. And Yeah, you're right, Kempe, obviously blooding in um, that, that baby blue side, and then getting it done in the clutch, um, that's something that you know, past lose teams would have faded away and, and gone missing. Um, and, and the Waratahs probably would have won, run away with that game, especially if they had a field at a, a younger side. But that just shows the medal uh, that this team has this year. Uh, in terms of where it's won and lost, um, oh, look, Kimby, I know it's cliche, but it's always it's always up front. And it's always in that contact zone and the set piece. And um, uh, I think with the power that that blue side have got, I think the, the the loose forward battle is going to be um, a real interesting one for me because I think the Highlanders and uh, James Lynch's behind uh, and Marina McKinley too have actually punched well above their weight um, in the last month. They've been absolutely outstanding. And, I, and Shannon Frizzell played club rugby uh, down here in Dunedin in the weekend. And if Jimmy Lynch's shoulder isn't right, they've got some real artillery there. So I think that's going to be a real good battle, mate. But I just think they might have a little bit too much power um, in that especially in that front row. Eklund's playing some of the best footy he's played. He's definitely the form hooker of the competition. And um, with Tumafasi, Nipo, um, and, um, geez, he's just, uh, it's gone, it's gone missing uh, from my, from my um, brain at the moment. But, oh, but Carl and, and their ranks, they're going to be, um, they're going to be a tough ask up front, mate. And I, I also think, like I alluded to earlier with Izzy, the outside backs, there's just so many attacking threats for this uh, blue side. And if they can, Dominate up front, I think they're going to have a field day out wide. 
they've just got too many attacking threats for this um, for this Landers backline who are, who are down on firepower. You look at their back three of what was it in the weekend? Truly Pyre, um, um, Fabling, Fabling, and um, Van Groot uh, against you know the rocket ships that the Blues can produce, which could be a, a number of six players. Um, probably isn't um, what you what you want to be going into a quarter final with, to be honest. Connor, come back. Um, Joey, would Connor go back to the fullback? Give him. I'd, I'd hope so. I, I don't mm. know. I'm not sure whether it was um, form related or whether it was an injury that he was missing on the weekend. I think it was form. You, you, you'd expect that um, you'd want him in there instead of um, no disrespect to um, Van Gruten and Coombs Fabling, but I think we saw in the weekend that you know smaller men at, at this level when it when when it, uh, you know guys are running on those outside channels, you need a little bit more bulk and size uh, behind you. So yeah, I'd expect him to come back into the mix, mate. Mate, what one one man you've played against many a times is Luke Romano. What, how impressed have you been with Lukey and his resurgence uh, up there at the Blues? Um, I still can't put it through my mind to seeing him in the Blues jersey, but <laughs> mate, he has been a phenomenon. Like he has been so good up there, and you can just get a real understanding of the respect that the boys have for him. Zan Sullivan's post-match interview, just saying when he talks, we listen. And he's absolute champion, mate. Like for you, has he been impressing impressing yourself? Oh, oh, I think his form has been outstanding. Some some of the best rugby he's played, I reckon, um, Dagger. And oh, I think he's loved that a um, little bit more responsibility in terms of the leadership. Like um, obviously losing Paddy Toops um, to to Japan to fill his pockets with yen, and and that you know they bring in a guy like him with all his experience as well and knowledge to mentor and, and guide those younger locks in that group and i think you've seen the the um the growth in those locks as well and um yeah i don't think it can be understated his his influence on that pack because like i alluded to earlier that teams used to question the the uh, maybe the, the the ticker of of a of a blues pack um probably over the last you know sort of five to ten years they, they'd go missing in, in tough situations and that's when teams knew that they'd have the upper hand and, and they could come over top because, you know, you, you can't match them with talent, but when it came to getting down to the nitty-gritty, they'd sometimes go missing. But I think with Luke Romano being involved in the team, they've, um, they've risen to that challenge and they keep rising to that challenge and they're staying in these games that maybe in the past they've sort of gone missing from. So, yeah, I, I don't think you can understate his influence on that group and what he's done, especially for those young locks, um, and mentoring them and giving them some real deep understanding of how to, I suppose, set up your week, um, how to set up the, the set piece, and and they've been operating so really really well. And, and we know he's got he's got some pretty funky ideas when it comes to, to set piece time. Time, so I'd imagine Tom Coventry's up been having some um, some good challenging conversations in those strategy meetings when it comes to line out attack and defence. Hey Joe, just you're talking about the coaches there. What, where, where do we see Leon McDonald in the mix now? I know there's a lot of talk about Razor and the future of Razor, but what about Liam McDonald? I know you know Joe Smith is Smith's in the um, mix with the support coaching, but do you see Leon McDonald playing a big part in the future of New Zealand Rugby Union? Oh, without a doubt, mate. Um, obviously, the way he's, um, tr- like trans this this team of the Blues, he's transformed them into um, like. Well, what, what are they on? A, a 30, 12, 12 win, win, win streak at the moment. He's he's um, phenomenal in what he's done and, and, and who he's developed, the, the players he's developed. 
Um, yeah, look, I was, I was lucky enough to be coached for, by Leon for a long, long time, and um, he has a brilliant way with players and a great understanding of what, what it takes to motivate young men and, and to connect with young men. And I think you're seeing the results with this blue side, which you know everyone struggled to to do um, for the past decade, and then he's he's had them for the last three years, and and he's turned them into um, potentially you know well you know, a championship contender. So, yeah, he's got to be in the mix, mate. I, I don't know, like, whether how he fits in. I'm not sure whether he's the next head coach, whether he's an assistant. I, I know he worked under Scott Robinson at the um, at the Crusaders, but then, I, I don't know, Izzy might be, alert, be able to allude to it a little bit more, but they might have had a falling out or something, Izzy, I don't know. But he seemed to just sort of leave there, um and then uh, come back to Tasman and not and not do the Super Rugby stuff as well. So yeah, I, I, he's got to be in the mix, mate. Him, Tony Brown, Jamie Joseph. I just hope you know those guys are the, are the future of that of that coaching group. Um, I believe, mate. Yeah, did I not tell you, Joey? I'll give you a call after this, well, mate. I'll give you a call and fill you in on all the gossip. <laughs> Sad guy. I'll give you a call, mate. Um, they, they can still work a team. They'll be they'll, they'll still be a partnership for sure. And I was coached by Leon McDonald, mate, and he really changed the way I approached defence. Particularly, he's really um, he's got a great mind defensively. Loves bringing a lot of line speed, a lot of attitude, and some nice, interesting ideas, mate. We appreciate you coming on the show, Joey. But quickly, before I let you go, quarterfinals: Crusaders, Reds, Chiefs, Waratahs, Blues. Hollanders, Brumbies, Hurricanes. Give us your picks. Oh, jeez, quick! You read them off. Uh, Crusaders, Crusaders Reds. Game. It was. Um, it was Hurricanes v. Who are they Brumbies. Play? Brumbies. Brum, uh, yeah, the Brumbies will take that one. Chiefs will win, and look at this, mate. The Landers are going to get it, get up. They're going to be the giant killers, <laughs> the king killers. You're joking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Joey, Joey, as a fellow uh, past Highlander, mate, you've got my support. <laughs> do they hand those... Good on you, brother. Hey, Joey, on you, Joey, do they hand... And it'll be 13 plus two, boys. Do they, ha... <laughs> do they hand those patches out on you when you get into Christchurch Airport, Joey, do they? <laughs> oh, sorry, mate, I missed that because a bloody horn was going off. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, you'll get it. Okay, yeah. mate, you're right, mate. Good on you, Awesome. Mate. Hey, Joey, thanks get on very the much, brother. Unload on them. Yeah. <laughs> quickly, Joe, quickly, Joe, you're obviously working for Sky Sport, but you're in, you're a play. He's a player agent too, Kimpy. He's he? trained to be a player agent. Yeah, is he? Um, see, that's what I mean. You can get him in Weepix packets now. See, he never lies. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Kimby, we could, we could do a deal for you, mate. Even you could get a deal off the door. The only thing that's different between me and your players is I know what numbers mean. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Joey. Cheers, guys. Cheers, bro. Oh, Joey, well, yeah, mate. Like, he's, um, he's working with Halo Sport down there and uh, Warren Alcock, who's been at the forefront of the leading player agents for a very, very long time. And uh, Joey's, yeah, he's doing an awesome job. One thing he's great with is people. And, and you need an agent that's personable, they've got trust. Um, and yeah, he's, important. He's got that in. And can talk lights. underwater with a mouthful of marbles. I might mm. go to the game Saturday night. And I might yeah. just I might just go there just so I can be there at the funeral. Mm. Like, there will be no funeral. I, I, you know, imagine... The have Blues. You your, have you booked your final tickets to Christchurch? Yeah, so I'm down for the semi-final. Then I've booked flights for the weekend after that for the final uh, as well. Um, so that'll be good. <laughs> I, I can just, all of these Blues fans that have come out from their rocks 
it only took a 13 game win streak for them to come out and then the Highlanders send them home. Just imagine it. <laughs> it just it would be I mean, I'm not saying it'll happen, but or oh, Joey did. But so imagine. But imagine. 13 plus. He didn't just say it happened. He said get on him 13 plus. Where do things where do things you know, have like happened? Pressure moments, finals footy. There's no next week, boys, if you get it wrong. <laughs> scoreboard pressure. Scoreboard pressure. Landers up by twelve. 28 to go. Where do we go now, boys? Aaron Smith. A lot of looking around. A lot of looking around going, what do we do here? What do we do now? There's only so much barking you can do. Roof, roof. Come on. I tell you what, the best thing they have going for them is he, is they've got Bowden Barrett who's won a Super Rugby yeah. title on the backs and they've got Luke Cromano who's won about does a... He, m- does he start, Luke Cromano? He, in a, in a pla- he has to. Mm. For that reason... When they start looking around, they need someone that's been there and done it. And a Super Rugby Trans-Tasman trophy, I'm sorry, doesn't count. They need someone that actually understands how to win those big games. And Luke Romano, how far away is he from an All Blacks recall? Well, I was reading the comments yesterday uh, on Facebook under Luke Romano's uh, Man of the Match moment, and everyone was saying, pick him for the All Blacks, yeah. pick him for the All Blacks, get him back in there. Yeah. And I'm like, going, wow, is he? he's done that much. He's impressed that much. And look, you just... You've seen him after the game, mate. Bleeding face, Loving saying it. all the right things. When you need someone to step up when they're down and out, he just bulldozes over four of them to score a try and change the momentum. Like, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'm pretty pumped for him, mate, eh? because he he um he did he didn't get the rub of the green down here uh, down in Christchurch for the Crusaders, and um, now they've got their own locking issues with a few injuries. So oh. He'll be sitting back in new market in his brand new apartment, laughing straight to the bank. Old Luke Romano, he's happy as <laughs> drinking his latte with his oil skin and his red bands on, eh? Yeah, up on Pond Snobby Road. Oh, it's a Group One story for New Zealand. They like gold dust winning in Australia. It's so hard to do. Cambridge stud colours. Roger and Robert trained. Lethal Lethinus ridden, and then the whip drop. Gone. Retired. Jess Innes, you work with us here, ECNZ, wife of Leith, much more than that, mother to Leith's children. You must be pretty <laughs> proud. <laughs> yeah, no, look, it was a huge thrill. Um, I watched it with my mum and, and the kids, and it was hilarious, actually. We've got a really funny video um, of my mum just screaming at the TV. I think she thought if she yelled at the TV enough to, and told this the horse that was closing in um, that the horse would slow down and then um, yeah we had a, a great call from Danielle Johnson as well as soon as they crossed the line and she said to me that um, her parents dogs were scared out of the room because she was hitting, <laughs> hitting, the, hitting the coffee table so hard um, no but it was just an awesome obviously fairy tale ending for for Leith and um, great for uh, to get that win and, and ride like that for Brendan and Joe Lindsay who have been incredible support to to Leith and our family over the last you know eight years or so. We'll talk to you about the ride, um, Jess, because you've watched some. Look, the thing about you, Jess, is you know you're racing as well. So we'll talk to you about the ride a little bit later on. But have a listen to this. Leith got on the phone to Andrew Bensley afterwards, and we'll see if he's telling the truth here. Told my wife first, and then uh, told uh, <laughs> Brendan Lindsay uh, that hey, that's it. I, you know. I've had a pretty good career, and uh, to come out and win a Group One race, especially the Derby over here, you know, I've based myself here for five weeks with a view of, you know, you don't want to believe in fairy tales, but hey, it's happened, and I've made the decision. So it is a fairy tale. But was he on the phone to you, or did he send you a message, or how did it play out? <laughs> no, I, I, he was actually on the phone. I think that could be the truth because he rang twice, and then he was like, "Where's your? Fo- Why have you not by your phone?" Um, because he said, "Look, you know, that's that's me. I'm done." And um, yeah, look, it didn't surprise me because he's been thinking about this for the last 
12 months and then, you know, had a bit of a freshen up over COVID, came back, kicked off to a good start and started enjoying it. But um, it was certainly, I think, otherwise he would have only gone through till sort of cup week next year anyway. So I guess he just decided in that moment that that was the right time. And, uh, yeah, I think we're all really proud of him. And um, I know that he'll go on to do good things, um, whether that's, you know, directly with horses or some way, shape or form in the industry. But, you know, he loves the horse um, so much, as, as anyone does that works in racing, you really have to. Um, and also just has so many great, great friends and connections. So we'll see what happens. Hey, hey Jess, is he here? I'm, I'm up in, I'm in Hamilton at the moment. You can't see me, but I'm behind you. I can see you. Nice. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> you're on the other side. You're on the other side of it. We hear a lot about the jockeys and, and their careers but as a partner and as, as a mother of the kids on the other side, what kind of journey has this been for you? Hey, look, it's been awesome. Um, it's been great in, in lots of ways. I mean, the kids have, um, they've, they've, they've always been really proud of their dad and they've got to go to the old race days. Um, I think the thing that'll be quite different for us, though, is, well, Friday nights at home because that can mm. be quite a grumpy night um, when he's losing all the weight. Um, but also just things like, you know, never can eat on Christmas Day because you've got the big Boxing Day races and, you know, we don't have a typical family summer holiday at the beach. I guess Leith kind of always misses out. I've always tried to keep doing things like that with, with the kids um, anyway. But, yeah, that side of it will be um, be different. He can come to their, their games of netball and rugby on Saturdays and, mm. and things like that, which will be really cool. Talking about the weight, we know the story about our mate Butch Castles when he jumped off that plane from Dunedin after going to uni. His mum didn't recognise him. He was a <laughs> halfback when he went down. He was definitely a prop when he came back. Is the same thing going to happen to Leith? Is he going to let himself go or are you going to keep him in tow? <laughs> I just think that when they've fasted for that long, for so many years, I just don't think that he will necessarily start eating lots. Like he never really, even when he doesn't have to waste. So I guess a jockey's weekend is a is a Sunday, Monday, um, but he never really ever has um, three meals in one day, for example, so I don't think that he will blow out, um, but actually you mentioned Butch Castles, and uh, yeah, I had a, an emo- a bit of an emotional chat with him and, and his wife Tess mm. um, straight after the race, because he's obviously played a massive part in Leith's career, 100%. he managed him for, uh, I want to say 13, maybe more years, um, and he's still you know, a real mentor and a real voice for Leith day in, day out right throughout his career. So, yeah, there's lots of special people. They that might be heading part. down to Waikato then, eh? Yeah, might, yeah. Be, might be working for him somewhere yeah, yeah. down there. <laughs> totally, yeah. Well, what about Jess? What, what's your proudest moment? Your proudest moment, it doesn't have to be on the horse, your proudest moment of lethalness over the last couple of years, you know, one that really stands out for you? Yeah, I mean, I guess probably it is racing I mean uh, Aegon winning Crack a Million was really special Um, Mm. Leith's dad is a horse trainer and you know he's never had a Christmas day with us because he's based in Macedon you can't get staff can't afford to pay staff Um, and um, and just works every morning and and night tirelessly with the horses but it was really special um, that Crack a Million in in particular I think because um, his dad was there and his brother and and people that just couldn't often get to the races to see him. So that was a really special moment. And, of course, I mean, look, that Saturday was amazing, without a doubt. So, yeah. Lots of support you guys have had, through, and you guys have given back so much to the industry as well. You, you've worked in the industry yourself, Jess, for a long time. Um, the ride was wizardry. It was, you know, I spoke to Leith beforehand, and he you could tell he was anxious because he knew the job he had, but it was just all instinct. It was everything he ever learned in his career culminated in one ride. Gut instinct, strength, just um, 
you know, he's just such a, he just wants it so badly. He's just such a competitive guy. And you could just see that as he was pushing Pinarello over the line in those colours for Brendan and Joe Lindsay. It was just a great moment for New Zealand. Today, and we'll leave it here, we put him in a poll who celebrated the most and there was lots of celebrations over the weekend. Are you allowed to say what your daughter said to you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, my daughter just called because she goes, oh, is dad even flying home tonight? He just wasn't even making sense on the phone last <laughs> night. And I worked out it was only 7 o'clock in Australia. I was like, oh, well, darling, yes, it was a big day for dad yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't make sense normally. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it was a bit of a hard case, but... He's home, hopefully. Hey, <laughs> Jess. Yeah, that's right. All right, it's uh, 10 away from 9. Jess, thanks so much for coming in and, and sharing some stories. Well and, done, Jess. Yeah, congratulations cool. to the whole family. Oh, thanks, guys. Awesome. Cheers. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.